All right, so the Colorado Avalanche now have a number in all three columns of their record as they suffer their first overtime loss of the season. This one to the Arizona Coyotes, 4-3, to three, and the struggles against Arizona continue, Mr. Sullivan. A lot to talk about on today's episode of Locked on Avalanche. Coming at you. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on X. Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. And be sure to sign up for our subtext. The link to that is in the show notes below. And when you do, you become one of our very special insiders. Chat with Kyle and I one-on-one. Have your thoughts, opinions, game recaps, whatever's on your mind, uh, read on the air. So we'll get to those a little bit later. Uh, you can see our rundown, busy weekend ahead for the Avalanche uh, with the back-to-back on Saturday and Sunday. So we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, but yeah, let's start in with this game, sir. Um, Avs dropped this thing four to three in overtime. It's only their second overtime game of the year. The, the only other one was uh, San Jose which they won in overtime. So this was their, or they won in a shootout, I should say. But this one um, went to overtime. They suffered their first overtime loss of the season. I don't know what to make of this game because like, I, I thought they played fine. I didn't think that they played a bad game. But at moments, maybe a lot of moments, they played at the speed of Arizona. And it's weird. It's like they were, they were kind of... I say they being the avalanche kind of like in command and in, in good in a lot of spots, but playing at the pace that Arizona likes. Yeah. You didn't really seem like step it up too much until they were down in the third. When Arizona got that, that, that uh, goal early in the third, then the Az were like, okay, well you left us the rest of the period to tie this thing. So we're just going to just play. Now we're going to start playing our up tempo game and they were dominant after that in the third but everything else was kind of just almost like a snail's pace to this game and it wasn't bad it wasn't poor i thought they looked good they just let arizona hang around and this is kind of what can happen when you let teams do that no matter where they are in the standings yeah it was it was weird the pace was weird and i I I know I like what you said about playing to Arizona's pace and their speed and letting them just kind of hang around. That in the second period, that wraparound goal that they had, yeah. that I I even put out there like, oh, it's that version of the Avs. It was like there was just kind of like a lackadaisical effort on it, and that goal, it just happened. And it, it mm. Colorado is such. A better team, top to bottom, than Arizona. It's oh, no absolutely, mystery. no absolutely. mystery, right? And games like this, it's always Arizona. It's but honestly, yeah. you you kind of mentioned it earlier. Like the Avalanche took San Jose to a shootout. Mm-hmm. Playing down is 
I don't want this to continually be the MO for the Colorado Avalanche, but with Arizona especially, it always happens. It's it's almost yeah. taxes and Arizona Coyotes wins. The 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 San Jose game, I don't think they played down to San Jose's level. <laughs> they, they, were, Blackwood they were was a yeah. Right. They were crushing that team. And Mackenzie Blackwood just played out of his absolute mind. Uh, which we're still talking about that obviously today. Like that, that was that was different. This, yeah, I think you kind of did play down to their their level a little bit. Um, and then you saw the difference. Like I said, when when Arizona scored that goal, you saw the difference in the abs. Okay, like now we're gonna impose our will, and now we're you know, you're and and Arizona really didn't have an answer, and it wasn't until a, a power play that the avalanche got, <clears throat> which I didn't even know they had until they came back from commercial because uh arizona got an instigating penalty so that's why they got on a a power play and you know nathan mckinnon he hasn't had one of those in a while one of those slap shots on the power play on the left hand side it seems like it it, i i maybe he had i'm sure he's got one this year but it seems like it's been a long time coming since he's had one so it's not it seems like he's getting he had the the goal the other day i mean everything is it's fine like it's fine every like even as they they didn't play up to their pace of play, they were still in command. Like I'm not sitting here and just being like, "Oh my god, here we go again with the roller coaster of a season." No, I mean you, you got a point, and I, I know some people hate when you use that phrase, but um, I, I thought again that they played okay. But yeah, the the, the one wraparound goal for Arizona that's on Manson why he's not checking that guy into the boards I don't know because if you do that that play doesn't happen exactly so he 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 went it was odd because there was another player kind of riding him uh Manson and he kind of hits that guy who doesn't have the puck and rather than driving um who was it that scored that goal Carconi I think it was who scored yeah Carconi hit the wraparound rather than hitting him he kind of just grazes off of him, and it just allows him to collect the puck, and 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 that was a really nice wraparound. I mean, you got to give him credit on that shot too. So and it and it felt like that fight was just kind of making up for that because that that mm, fight was. I'm gonna say something, man. Like they didn't talk about it a lot on the on the altitude broadcast. I'm interested to see what they talked about on the Arizona broadcast because that was a little bit of a dangerous hit by Josh oh, Manson. Oh, the to finish <laughs> it out. Which led to the fight. Yeah. Oh. Which led to the fight. That um, yeah, the hit that led to the fight, and then yeah. how Manson ended it, I did not like because that was like a DDT, a wrestling <laughs> DDT, and like yeah, you don't do that. <clears throat> like I was not a fan of that either. But mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, how we were talking about Bo Byram, which I'm pretty sure we're going to get to, mm-hmm. in a little bit. But you know how we talked about him overcompensating and doing the dumb penalties. I felt like that fight was him overcompensating for that wraparound effort. Um, just mm. like, oh, guys, I'm still in this. Look, here I am. And nobody looked like they wanted to be a part of that fight anyway. There was a lot of dancing and staring and a blinking contest. <laughs> was, and yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. There was no effort. And, <clears throat> and going back to that Nathan McKinnon goal when it comes to effort, it, it felt like you were like a young kid and you're out there trying to start your lawnmower and you're pulling and pulling and pulling. Your dad finally like comes out there. He's like, do you want me to get that for you? Pulls one pull lawnmower started like nathan mckinnon's like is nobody going to score where's that depth scoring that got us to this point mm-hmm. fine you guys want a goal he's going to put it in like he was so matter of fact with that yeah. goal that's good 
that's wonderful that's one of these things that you can rely on but yeah the depth scoring that we've been talking about all the way up to this point it really ryan johansson didn't see him like there's, well i mean there was yeah, a lot yeah. of <clears throat> the cohesion you thought would carry you through even this weird mismatch of this arizona coyotes you don't know what they're coming at you with right. you just know it's annoying more than anything oh, it's they, just, they are the annoying stepchild Absolutely. yeah they are so just they get under your skin they're yeah. annoying they over finish checks they could like they finish shots those rebounds those second chest chess efforts that plague the avalanche arizona lives off those yeah like they're just annoying you you figured the depth would just keep pushing and they just could never get it going I don't know. I, I I thought the abs looked really good in transitions and, and you know, they, they just seemed like they were doing, you know, their, their passing and st- I thought was, was great. Like exiting the zone. Like it's, they, they you can tell they're at the point in the season where now things are clicking. Like we know where my teammates going to be. And you have that kind of like semi blind pass that's exiting the zone. That's yeah. Right on a guy. Like I, all that stuff looked really good. And I have to say this, I always forget that uh, – I don't forget where Arizona plays right now, but I forget the camera angle that oh, yeah. you're watching. I love it. Because that arena is so small, that 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 center ice camera is almost right on top of the ice. And I, it just gives you a different – like a more up-close version of everything – I don't know. I just, I just really like that. I wish all arenas would do that. Just move that camera up a little bit more. Love it. It's like watching on a drone. It is. I love it. Absolutely love it. And I don't, it, maybe it was just that, but I just thought the abs were were clicking and, and moving up and down the ice really well. Um, and it's just one of those frustrating games where, yeah, they. I thought they played well enough to win, uh, but you know, sometimes you just you give up a goal here and there and then i really wonder how people are going to take that byram penalty in the uh overtime because he had to if he didn't take that penalty the, the game was over right then and there i want to talk about and, i want to talk about overtime so, okay yeah all right there's okay. both both defensemen number 4 and number 8 there's some conversations all right well let's do that we'll do that next um yeah the overtime and uh, should this game have really been that close? So we'll we'll discuss that as far as well as our uh, sound check, and we'll do all of that coming up. Right now, we're going to hear from FanDuel and the FanDuel Sportsbook app. As the weather gets cold, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Kyle, right now, new customers can get the one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet, and that is a hundred and fifty bucks if your team's if your team wins, excuse me, in bonus bets right in your account. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. What do you think for the Broncos this weekend, sir? Ooh. Texas. Texas. I saw something on FanDuel. If they win, they have like a 67% chance or something around there to, to make the playoffs. If they lose, it's like 27%. A lot riding on this game for the Denver I'm Broncos. feeling really good about this Broncos team right now. I mean, they are playing good. They are playing good. But so are the Texans. The Texans are a little bit of a surprising team this year as well. So As long as they're not kicking field goals. It should be an interesting game. 
so the app is super easy to use and it's super secure and there's a wide range of betting options including spreads player props over unders so much more so visit fanduel.com slash locked on to kick off this nfl season fanduel is the official partner of the nfl all right getting into the overtime period um yeah the abs like we said tied up with the mckinnon uh power play goal in the third some good back and forth for the rest of the game for really all of the game it was a it was an entertaining game um going to overtime abs really did the abs even have a, a shot on goal in the overtime i don't um, believe so overtime they had one they had one and i don't remember what it is <laughs> i can't i can't say who it was um but arizona as i'm looking that up had seven seven shots on goal in in essentially five minutes because what they i don't score think with. they ever shifted out of that initial that after mm. the penalty i don't think they ever shifted out of that that set um i mccarr and taves were out there i think it was taves with him yeah they were out there for i think the duration of it yeah so and then how it ends is the, the penalty was up i'm pretty sure the penalty was over for a few seconds mm-hmm before they finally did score the goal. Um, and it looked like McCarr was right there. It looked like he was kind of pushing the puck towards Georgiev to just have him cover it up. Um, I think he mentioned something. I'll look it up, but uh, he, he did mention something about it. But what's your thoughts on the overtime? Kale McCarr scored the goal. Let's say yeah. it. it happened. But I think it... he... he he. Let me, let me find it. Because he said... I think Peter Ball put it up that he said he wasn't trying to do that and he's not sure what happened, but he, he thinks somebody like hit his stick or something. Let me see if I can find. Well, in that, uh, in that instance, like we were just talking about them all being out there for at least two minutes plus, like you want mm-hmm. your gift to get that puck, freeze it, take a face off, which I think, yeah, right. That's, that's kind of what you do in that hockey instinct. You just kind of, help Yorgiev make the save, get the freeze, get the shift change. So it's understandable. I do believe his stick was messed with, and there was some assistance there, but... Mm-hmm. It's, so he so. said... Camel uh, Car said he was trying to take away a shot attempt on the last play, said he thinks someone either hit his stick or it just went off of his. Called it very unfortunate and unlucky. Um, he liked how they played in this one otherwise. And I did see the interview with Nathan McKinnon and he, in his monotone, uh, way said he thought they played a fine game. It's just one of those things where you just don't have more goals than the other team. in the end. And, and I know it's easy to do. It's a bow Byron penalty. Let's all get up and start yelling about it. I thought it was an okay. I honestly didn't even think it. it was a penalty. I got to look at the replay. I, I, it was a I one hand. Seen it. Yeah. I haven't seen a one-handed slash in a long, long, uh, long I mean, time. It, it, if he got it on the hands, it's a slash. I, I, I got to see it again. I really haven't seen it yet again. But it was but a it, very fifty-fifty penalty. Uh, but he had to do it. Yeah, he had. To, I mean, the game is absolutely over if he doesn't do it. At least he does it, and he gives his team a chance to kill the penalty, which essentially they did. It's weird because they killed the penalty, but it was they scored the goal. And there wasn't enough time for him to really jump in on the play for the four and four before they they ended the game. So just one of those wacky ends to the game. And honestly, with the avalanche penalty kill, 
that's one of their stronger suits. And yep. and we were mentioning yesterday going into this game, two for three on the Avalanche power play. Yeah. Yeah, looked a lot so, like they they were doing whatever they wanted to do. Yes, like 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 Arizona plays a defensive game, but it's not a a forceful defensive game. They give you time and space. They they give you that. They just make sure that they are in a a, a good defensive position. Yeah, and they're not going to force you. Like I want to see how many hits they had in the game. Um, eighteen. Okay. I mean, it's, but were any of those really like, oh my God, huge hit against the board? You know what I no. mean? Like, they don't play this grinding defensive type of game. They play this, we're just going to be in, they, they play a, a positional defensive game, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And it works. It works for them. It's, it's almost Islanders like. It really is. It, yeah. it, it, it's, it's a scrappier Islanders team. It's like mm-hmm. Minnesota and the Islanders. And they they yeah. positionally they get in your way and they frustrate you and they get like as Tatar. Like they get right in your way, they get in your path. They take yeah. your puck, put it right back in your face. Like they really make you think about where they are, what they're about to do and it takes you out of your game just a little bit, which is why the game felt slow because there's a lot of thinking involved. Yeah. And then they have some good offensive ability too. So if they get an opportunity on the offensive end, they'll take advantage of it. And as far as uh, Georgiev goes, I-, I thought he he did okay. There was you know the wraparound is tough. There was one that I think hit two sticks or two players on the way in. Um, and then you had the overtime one, which really wasn't his fault either. So yeah, I think he I think he played a. a f- fine game and i believe it was that second that second goal in the second period because the avalanche tallied a goal in each period except for overtime Mm -hmm. and that second goal i believe that was the second chance effort that it felt like Georgiev he was falling forward and they just tapped it through five hole if i'm not mistaken on that goal it that was one of those that you wish you would have collected but it was immediately rectified with the nathan mckinnon goal Mm -hmm. to tie it up but if that was the goal to be the game winner we would be having a different conversation i guess in hindsight around goalie play but all in all at the end i i feel like it was an okay performance it wasn't great so if you're on uh nhl.com and just you're in the scoring summary um it has obviously the the goals when they were scored who scored them and then the type of goal Um, So here's the ones for Arizona. Uh, The first one was a tip-in. The second one was the Schmaltz power play. That was, (laughs) I think it was like 11 seconds in. You're not going to stop that one. Uh, The next one was the Carcone wraparound. And then the last one, it says, it says it under type. It says own. It's an own goal. So there you go. So 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 three out of those four goals, you had two tippins and an own goal for Arizona. And tippins happen. I mean, tip tippins are are totally legit. I'm not saying that yeah. they're not, but the you know that specifically that one that just seemed to play ping pong, um, that one's a tough one to stop. Those are tough to stop. Avalanche benefit from tippins all the time. Thank you, Valnichuskin. I'm not like trying to discount them. I'm just saying, like with the exception of that 
that power play one, which was just beautifully designed and beautifully set up with 10 seconds in, they scored the goal. Um, all those other ones are kind of difficult to stop. So, so yeah, does that mean Kale McCarr didn't get a goal tonight? So he's now like net zero. Yeah. He got an own goal and scored a goal. Does that, does that take away from it? Yeah. <laughs> no. He scored for both teams. He's that he did. Good. He did. So, um, yeah, for the Avs, score-wise, you had Val Nechuskin with an assist, Ross Colton with an assist, uh, Miles Wood with a great goal, fantastic Beautiful. goal coming in from the right-hand side, crosses over, uh, just puts it past. I thought it went. I thought he went five-hole, but that went just wide on him on uh, on the goalie pads, which was great-looking goal by him. McKinnon obviously with the power play goal, Miko Rantanen two assists um, on the defensive end, Caleb Jones with an assist. Look great. And then uh, Makar with uh, one goal, one assist. So there's there's your scoring for one goal for yeah. one goal against and an assist. Yeah. So I, I I just I don't feel like this this game should have been this close. I thought the Avalanche played a, a, a decent game. They didn't play their game. Yeah. Uh, but they played the style that was being played. They can play that. They're fine with that. And I thought it should just this is a game that they should have won. Definitely. Yeah, this is one of those games you're talking about with your friends. You just throw up your hands and you go, what are you going to do? And yeah. you're just going <laughs> to walk away. So we have some comments from the people over on uh, subtext. So we will get to those as well as our sound check. And we'll do that next. First, we are going to hear from Sleeper and the Sleeper app. Is there a better app out there for daily fantasy sports, Kyle? Please tell me. Nope, there's not. There really Absolutely is not. not. Absolutely not. So a new season with the NHL brings all sorts of possibilities. Whoever could win the Stanley Cup? Could it be the Avalanche? Sure. Could Kale McCarr win the not only the Norse, but the Hart? Absolutely. And over on Sleeper, that's where we go for our daily fantasy hockey. It's the official daily fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. And Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy contests. This is about where I ask you the next game. Who are you going to pick? We have two games over the weekend, but let's go with the Ducks one. Who, who do you think is a, a daily fantasy player for uh, Avs and Ducks? You know what? Just because, let's go Josh Manson going back playing his old team. You love doing that stuff. So why not? Why not? I like that. Defensive. Yeah. Play them. Two goals, maybe? Why not? <laughs> it's about time. Wow. Yeah. Put that on FanDuel. Uh, <laughs> so use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That code is LOCKDOWNNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. All right, let's uh, wrap things up today with uh, some subtext comments and uh, our sound check. Let's see who we got here. I believe this is our good buddy Vargar. Um, I'm aware the Coyotes aren't their traditional bottom feeding selves, but I hate the idea of losing a point against them. This isn't a team we're just getting to overtime as an accomplishment. Uh, the Avs always tend to play down to their opponents, and that's what they did. They play like this against the Ducks, and they will lose that one too. Um, and then he added, uh, Lawson Krause is someone that I thought the Avs should pursue. 
I, I mentioned him a couple times, like leading yeah. up to the, the trade deadline last year, he was someone that they kind of floated out there. I thought it would have been a great addition. Great addition. So I don't know what the plan is for him. I mean, I, I think Arizona's at the point where they're going to start keeping guys like him rather than offloading them. So, Especially with the success they have this year, they're going to start building on it at some point. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, he, he's kind of echoing what we were saying a little bit earlier. Did they play down to the level of Arizona? I think you could make that argument. I definitely yeah. think you could make that argument. Um, this one's from James. I think you guys nailed it on the last episode. Arizona has always been a thorn in the side of the Avs. Their first OT loss is still not as bad as being shut out. <laughs> I'll give you that one, JV. <laughs> uh, silver lining. I love it. Uh, so I'll take the point and move on to the next game. I mean, kind of combine those two. Like, so, so you have Vargar saying, like, you know, he doesn't feel like it's an accomplishment to gain a point to a team like Arizona, where um, James is saying, uh, uh, you know, because it's Arizona, who we struggled with all the time, I'll take the point. Where, where do you stand on that? I would much rather have a point than nothing at all, especially it helps that Dallas also lost in overtime. So there's mm -hmm. not a lot of – because you can start really looking at the standings and plotting and planning where things are going to go. This helps. You always – you would rather have a point. You'd rather have two. But you, you have yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's one of those things where it's just like, okay, like one one is better than none, basically. And I, yeah, do you do you put the opponent into the discussion there? I think sometimes you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? If if it's like the Blackhawks right now, if it's the Sharks right now, like sure, you put that into the discussion. And I think because it's Arizona, Arizona still has that that title of, of not being, you know, it still follows them around that they're not that good, but that's not the case anymore. They're better. They're improved. So I don't know. Like I know a lot of people will say, Oh, Arizona, you only got a point against Arizona. It, well, it's not your, your same old Arizona. So maybe we should stop kind of saying that all the time. But I think, I don't think a lot of people are coming around to that yet. I think you're putting the emphasis on the wrong part. You just need to be, you got a point. It doesn't matter who you got it against. Yeah. Because towards the end of the season, we the Avalanche have been close races for playoff positioning and the title. So you want these points. It doesn't I don't care who it is, if it's Arizona, if it's Vegas, if you get one mm -hmm. point, you get one point. Yeah. I mean they add up in the end. Mm -hmm. So uh Easton says, I don't know what to say. A double tip in goal, breakdown in penalty goal and or um uh penalty kill goal oh at the end he's talking about it. got it gotcha oh yeah yeah um in the in the own goal avs making gear gives job so much harder than it needs to be there wasn't a lot of help yeah. i will agree with them there. That. yeah they were not bailing them out on that one Can't argue with that so uh yeah so if anybody wants to have their thoughts read um like i said subscribe to that subtext in the show notes below all right last bit of thing that we got to get to is our locked on avalanche sound check and uh that is where kyle and i each pick a song that we feel best describes the most recent game put these songs up on a playlist over on spotify hope everybody's enjoying their spotify wrapped that just came out um my kids just totally 
crushed mine. This is... <laughs> no, this is why Dad keeps he- his Spotify separate from the yeah game. heavy metal mixed in with Blue Teenage Blue. Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song. <laughs> Crazy. Um, so yeah, over on Spotify, these songs go on a uh, playlist called uh, LOA Soundcheck. This is volume number three. So what do you got for this one, sir? I'm faded, flat busted. I'm jaded. I've been dusted. <laughs> I've seen better days. Yeah, by Citizen King. Such a good song. Oh, it's so it's it's, it, it's one of those songs that just whenever it's on, you just you you finish listening to it. Yep, it's like the you, Shawshank Redemption. Uh, it's when, the whenever Shawshank Shaw- Redemption of songs. <laughs> of songs. Whenever Shawshank is on. It could be five minutes into the movie, or there could be five minutes left in the movie. You watch, you finish yep. watching. Fantastic movie and a good song. Good song. That's this is the vibe of the. It's got a kind of a deserty vibe. Listening to it, it's just got yeah. that raspy kind of just dry vibe. Right. Yeah, and yeah, we the Avalanche have played better games. You've seen better days, and you hope the bottom doesn't fall out in this. Yeah, the the duck king duck series that we got coming up coming up so and it's easy to do the the kings look good the ducks are whatever so you want to see them get back on track things look very good yep uh i i went you know we were talking about arizona and uh, and they were even saying it in the in the subtext they're a thorn in the side of the abs they have been for a few years now so that's why i went with uh tom petty and the heartbreakers and the song is i should have known it because we should have known this. We, sh- we should have known this was not going to be easy. And and obviously it was not. You know, we, so it's it's just kind of expected at this point. Yeah. So this weekend, busy weekend for the Avs. Uh, a back-to-back, a road back-to-back, which doesn't happen a ton. Um, yeah, it's, you're going from Anaheim to Los Angeles. Not a, not a long ride, but back-to-back away is nothing you really look forward to. So quickly, what do you think is going to happen this weekend that we'll talk about on Monday? I think they're going to take both Duck games, but that Kings game is going to give them fits. And, and oddly enough, the Kings are fantastic on the road. Yeah. They struggle. I don't want to say struggle. They don't have many losses this year, but their, their home record is worse than their, their road record. Um, we'll see what they do goalie-wise. I would have to think Georgiev plays the Kings game. You would have to think that. Yeah. being the better of the two teams. Um, but I, I think this could be, you know, the Kings game is the second game. So, you know, you match up, you, you, you should really kind of take care of business against the Ducks. But are you going to be looking ahead to the very next day? This isn't like a, you have an off day and looking ahead or two days off and then looking ahead. It's you are playing and the very next day is, you know, one of the upper echelon teams in the conference. So that's what my concern is, is, you know, taking Anaheim a little bit too much for granted because you're looking ahead to the Kings. No, you take out your frustrations on Anaheim. and get yourself Yeah, maybe it's good that you lost this one. Yeah, yeah right? That, that's a good point. Maybe, maybe, if there is a, another silver lining, it is that you, you didn't get both points here, and now you do. You take that out on, on Anaheim. Good point. Good point. So we'll see how it goes. However it goes down, uh, we will talk about it on monday so uh thank you everybody for tuning in making locked on avalanche your first listen of the day every day and uh yeah another week of shows in the books and uh we'll get started right next week on monday two games that we have to talk about so hopefully that's four points in the pocket of the abs 
All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Very much appreciated for Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the games. And we'll see you Monday. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.